Chance Rants 50. <laughs> 50 of these, huh? <laughs> you know what's funny about it, too, is uh, these, these rants are as popular, but all as all but the most popular of my longer podcast episodes I guess you guys like to hear me rant it's not surprising I like to hear me rant and you're my audience (laughs) alright then let's rant about something here's something It's important to speak up about the things that you see wrong in the world, but that's not enough. See, pointing out the things that are wrong is all well and good because it alerts people to their presence, but it doesn't go far enough. And I don't mean making war against the things that are wrong, At least in a certain sense. What I mean is that it's not enough to simply point out the things that are wrong without demonstrating the things that are right. It's part of the reason that news media, journalists, etc., et al., (laughs) are not taken seriously anymore. Never mind the lying. Let's just assume for a moment that everything that they were saying was true. They're still not living a very positive or moral life for the most part. Most journalists are not in good shape. Most journalists have vices aplenty. And so they point the finger... But they daren't stand in front of a mirror. Because if they did, they'd see a person that they'd have to point a finger at. And if you point a finger at somebody, you expect them to do something about the issues that you're highlighting by pointing them out, right? So you can see right there why it's difficult to take somebody seriously pointing a finger at somebody else when they're afraid of a mirror. And this is what I'm talking about here. It's what I'm ranting about here. I saw this morning one of my friends pointed out that an acquaintance was banned from Twitter for suggesting that pedophiles should be put to death. Well, whether or not you believe pedophiles should be put to death, the reason that they gave him for his suspension was that one may not suggest or purposefully harass a group of people nor may you wish them to be harmed or harassed. And my response to this was, well, where's this policy hiding when people talk about the president? Because I've seen so many people talk about violence against the president or punch Nazis, literally punch Nazis, etc. And yet those people are still around, right? So on the one hand, you have a group of people who have a sexual attraction to children and whether or not they are pederasts they're pedophiles they have that sexual attraction to children which is dangerous and it ruins children's lives 
And you would be shocked at the data surrounding pedophilia as a viral disease, pedophilia leading to suicide, pedophilia leading to drug abuse for both parties, by the way, on the suicide and drug abuse, meaning pedophiles hate themselves and victims of pedophiles often hate themselves. So suggesting that this group of people who are clearly nothing but damaged and damaging in their sexual attraction and their sexual action should it come to it. And whether or not you believe they should be hurt, but suggesting they should be hurt will get you banned. But if you suggest that the President of the United States should be executed or that somebody with a differing political ideology than you is a Nazi and that you should punch them, everything's all good. Do you see the strange disconnect here? And one is left wondering, what am I supposed to make of this? But okay, fine. It is what it is, right? But it's not enough to suggest one way or the other. Maybe you suggest that pedophilia is wrong and pedophiles should be treated psychologically. Or pedophile, pedophiles are wrong and they should be treated with chemical castration. Or pedophiles are wrong and they should be uh, put to death. Or whatever your stance on it is. But what are you demonstrating that is a viable alternative for those not so inclined? Are you also saying, well, but abortions are cool and single parent families are cool and um, the disrespect and disregard and dismantling of the institution of marriage is cool. And so you go out and live your life as a lustful and promiscuous person because all the studies show that for children a two-parent household with married parents is the optimal situation for a child to be raised in. So on the one hand you have the destruction of child by sexual predation but are you demonstrating the preservation of childhood and the children by faithful marriage, by sexual restraint, and by the teamwork required to create a healthy home for a child to be raised in? Because if you're not, you're missing more than half of the argument. And it's more than half because it's easy to point out to somebody something that's wrong. It's easy to be a critic. It's easy to say, hey, you're doing something wrong. But it's a lot harder to demonstrate day by day with discipline and dedication. Something that's difficult to do. That takes constant attention, constant humility, constant effort to maintain like a healthy, happy home and marriage. 
and this is just but one example. You know, you can point out all the problems with the political sphere, but how are you living your life at home? And how are you adjusting to the fear-mongering and the war-mongering and the divisive nature of the politics? Are you at home lending a helping hand to your neighbor? Are you teaching your children the value of community and compassion and hard work? Are you doing a good job at work? Are you leaving things better than when you got there? Or are you just so caught up in the wrongness of the political and social milieu that you are unable to demonstrate a workable, positive life? If you think people are thoughtless, are you thoughtful? If you think people are heartless, are you full of heart? If you think people are bastardizing relationships, are you in a good one? If you think vices are a problem, are you abstaining from yours? See, this is the thing. Most of us are so caught up in this culture of blame and victimization and outrage that we forget that these are emotions, tendencies, proclivities that are born out of our own tendencies, our own vices, our own insecurities about the parts of ourselves that we would prefer didn't exist or that we had a better handle on. And I'll tell you right now that you have everything inside of you that you need to live a life in such a way that you can be proud of it. And that if you were doing so, it would be a lot easier to manage your outrage over a great many things. And that even when you were outraged, you could have a thoughtful approach and response to the outrage. And if you don't have those things, then you need to take a look in the mirror and point the finger. And say, hey, self, what's the fucking problem here? Let's get down to business and solve it. Let's get these beams out of our eyes before we worry about the moats. And even if there are beams in other men's eyes, how will we be sure that they're their beams and not our beams if we leave them sitting here in ours? I'm not a perfect man, I'll tell you right now. But I'm a good man, and I'm a far better man than I used to be. And that's because this rant that I've been ranting is my lived experience. I've had a great many vices. I used to play the blame game. But of the things in my life which I was ashamed to be doing, I've removed them from my life through hard work, through strategic implementation of or implementation of mental tools and tactics. 
through looking in the mirror and being honest about what I saw there, through writing, through having conversations with people who I knew were wise, intelligent, and who cared about me, and listening to what they had to say, I've done these things. And I'm here to tell you that you can do these things, but you gotta. You gotta do these things. And it starts with looking in the mirror and being honest about what you see. You can look out in the world and see a million and one problems. But until you're ready to look in the mirror and see the thousand and one problems inside of yourself, all you're ever going to be doing is playing the blame and outrage game. And that's going to make you worse, not better. That's going to make you less credible, not more. That's going to make the world a worse place, not better. You must be the example. You must be the light. You must be the one who can demonstrate that there's another way, that there's a better life, that there's a straighter path. And to walk it, to live it, to embody it. Because if you don't, then you're just so much hot air. You're just one more bloviating complainer who's not willing to do anything about the problems that they see within themselves and the momentum behind that self-optimization which can lead to solving some of the problems that lie without. You can't solve a problem without if you haven't solved the problems within. Not in any meaningful way. Because your ability to change the world will be hampered by your inability to change yourself. So, you know, do what you're going to do. But just understand that if you go back on Twitter or Facebook and start bitching about shit, but you're not willing to look in the mirror and bitch about your own shit to the point where you're willing to change, then you're just adding weight to the idea that complaining never changes anything. And complainers are the worst among us. So, happy fucking Monday. <laughs>